Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus is worthy. You're worthy, Jesus. All of our worship. All of our praise. Jesus, you are worthy. We worship you with all of our hearts. We worship you, Jesus. All of our strength. We worship you, Jesus. 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 We call upon the name of Jesus. The mighty name of Jesus. The powerful name of Jesus. Glorious King Jesus. Be exalted in this place. Be exalted in our lives. We thank you, dear Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 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 One more time before we take our seats. Just lift your hands in his presence. Offer your life. Offer this time into his hands. We thank you, Father, for your voice to us. Thank you for speaking to every heart. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. You can take your seats. God bless you. Good to see you. Why don't you tell somebody next to you that you love them? Share the love with somebody. Amen. Aren't you glad that God loves you? He didn't just think it. God demonstrated his love for us on the cross. Amen. Amen. We thank God. And now his love is in you so that you can love like he loves. Amen. We sure appreciate the worship team. So thank you all of you guys on the worship team. You're a blessing. Amen. It's an important part of the church. This is a house of worship. A house of prayer. A house built on the word of God. So there's lots of important things that we do. And uh, worship is one of them. So we really appreciate the worship team. Amen. Amen. And we're thankful for everybody who is serving in the church. And if you're not serving in any particular way, 
and we would love to get you involved somewhere in the church. It'll be a blessing to your life and you'll be a blessing to the church. Together we're building something great. This is not just some institution. The church is alive. And it's through the church that God transforms the world. We get to be part of that. Amen. And that is a blessing. So be connected. Stay connected. Strengthen your connection. And do your part for the glory of God. Amen. I'm excited to share more with you today. We started this, uh, this teaching series called Roots. So we're still on that subject. And uh, we're going to continue today. I believe the Lord's going to speak to every heart in this place. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, there's a lot more to roots than just roots. So we've been talking about different things like seeds and fruit as well. Because that's all a part of it. And the focus has been what is being produced through your life. Because we were created in the image of God to produce something, to produce good things, to produce good fruit. Amen? And so, uh, part of the idea too is what did God design originally? What was His original plan for us? And so we've looked, you know, the last few weeks on that subject, looked back in the book of Genesis in the Old Testament, and we saw God's original design for us to be blessed, to bear fruit, to multiply, to fill the earth. And so we want to know what is being produced through our lives. What did he have in mind for you before you were even born? Think about that. Before you were born, before you were even an idea, a thought, God had a plan. So are you fulfilling that? Are you, are you doing what God designs you to do? It's a pretty deep question, deep thoughts. 
And I, I encourage you to think deeply about it. God designed you for a special purpose. Are you, are you fulfilling that purpose? So in God's plan, there are certain things that should be present in our lives. Certain fruit that should be produced in your life. And we ended last week with a scripture that mentioned two things. Two types of fruit that should be abundant in our lives. And so I want to continue from that. So if you remember, we ended on a scripture last week. It talked about peace and it talked about holiness. And if the guys in the back can follow with me on the screens, that would be great. The scripture is Hebrews 12, 14. And look what it says. Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Peace and holiness. Those are two qualities that should be abundant in our lives. Peace and holiness can grow. If the right seeds are being sown in your hearts, if the right roots are growing in your life, then peace will be produced. Holiness will be produced. It comes from the inside. God is working on the inside. And he's working these things out in your life. It's a process. Just like anything in nature grows, spiritual things grow the same way. The right seeds, the right roots, the right fruit. So today I want to focus on peace. The fruit of peace. We all want peace. We need it. Amen. Amen. So let's look and see what God says about it. And we're going to look at this verse in James chapter 3. Verse 18. It says, Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. There's another translation. It says, those who are peacemakers, they will plant seeds of peace. 
and reap a harvest of righteousness. So here we have righteousness and peace mentioned together. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, that's the kingdom of God. So here's two-thirds of the kingdom mentioned. Righteousness and peace. And it talks about this harvest of righteousness. It comes when seeds of peace are sown. And then righteousness will lead to more peace. Right at the root of righteousness, we find peace. So we know peace is an important root. You need the root of peace growing in your life. You need that root growing deep and wide. Peace just wrapping itself around you. Roots of peace entangling you. I've just got so much peace. I don't know what to do. The peace of God is overwhelming my life. You need those roots growing like crazy in your life. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. They will be called the children of God. Peace is the right root. And it always produces the right fruit. Amen? All right. Let's thank God for his word. We're going to look at a lot of scriptures together today. Let's thank God he's speaking. His word is not some dead word. The word of God is alive and full of power. So Father, we thank you for teaching us today. By your Spirit, teach us, dear Father. Speak to us. Help us to learn and grow. And may we receive all that you have for us. Father, we pray for our nation. We bless India. We call India the nation of salvation. India will be saved. Thank you that you're moving. Every village, every city, every state, right here in Sikkim, right here in Gangtok, we bless this place. We declare your kingdom has come and your perfect will is being done. Just as it is in heaven, in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the year 1555, 
Y'all remember that year, right? 1555? Nobody was alive back then? You would be old if you were alive in 1500. There was a man named Nicholas Ridley. And he was in prison, sentenced to death for his testimony of Jesus because of persecution. They arrested this man and he was going to die the next day. How? They were going to burn him alive. That's how they used to take care of the heretics back then. A terrible time in history. And I can't think of a worse way to die. They would, they would tie you to a stake in the ground. Put light a fire underneath you. And you would burn to death. That fate waited Nicholas the next day. And his brother came to the prison and, and, and offered, I'll stay the night with you. Let me just be with you. Let me assist you. Let me comfort you. And he refused and said, you don't need to stay. I plan on sleeping tonight like I've slept the best in my life. I'm going to sleep like a baby. And tomorrow I'm going to go home. He had no fear. He had perfect peace. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight better than I've ever slept before. I'm not going to stay awake all night stressing about tomorrow. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not afraid. So what? I'm going to die. No big deal. He had such peace that he could sleep without any disturbance. No disturbance in his mind. Because he knew the peace of God. And that strengthened him. At the most difficult time in his life, he was strengthened because of the presence of God's peace. And you can be strengthened the same way. You can have such a presence of peace in your life. That you could sleep through anything. God wants you to know and enjoy that depth of peace. To be totally undisturbed. That's what peace means. It means no disturbances there. It's a state of undisturbedness. 
It's available. It comes from Jesus. Now go to the book of Isaiah. Chapter 32. We've got about four places in the Old Testament that we're supposed to look at. And they're all going to reinforce this truth. That the right roots produce the right fruit. Isaiah 32, verse 17, says, The work of righteousness will be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. This verse parallels beautifully with James 3.18, which we read earlier. They both talk about righteousness and peace. Remember James 3.18. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So we can see how one leads to the other. You've got peace. In Hebrew, shalom. And at the root of peace is righteousness. It's sadak. Shalom and sadak. They're working together. Righteousness produces peace. Peace at the root of righteousness. And that's why it says in Psalm 85.10. You don't have to turn there, but it says that righteousness and peace have kissed. It's, it's a match made in heaven. The two go hand in hand. Yes, there's kissing in the Bible. All right, let's continue here in Isaiah. Follow along in your own Bible if you can. Verse 18. Isaiah 32, 18. It says, My people will dwell in a peaceful habitation. Sounds nice. In secure dwellings and in quiet resting places. Amen to that. Verse 19. Though hail comes down on the forest and the city is brought low in humiliation. It says, Blessed are you who sow beside all waters, who send out freely the feet of the ox and the donkey. See, you're blessed when you just keep sowing. You're blessed when you just keep working. You just keep doing what you know you're supposed to do. Even though the world is falling apart. Even though it might seem like nothing's going right outside. 
but you're just doing what you know you're supposed to do. The blessing will follow you. This, this harvest of peace. This is the kind of harvest God wants you to have. To be totally undisturbed. That's the kind of harvest you can have. But it depends on the seeds you're sowing. And it depends on the roots that are growing. If you're not enjoying the fruit of peace in your life right now, to, to change the fruit, you got to change the roots. Now look in the book of Hosea. We're going to crack open these, these, uh, these books that you never get to in the Bible. Hosea. When's the last time you read Hosea? Have you ever read Hosea? You ought to read it. Hosea chapter uh, 10. Verse 12, it begins, it says, Sow for yourselves righteousness. Remember, righteousness is sown in peace. And when righteousness grows up, it produces righteous fruit. Like mercy. So righteousness reap in mercy break up your fallow ground it says for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you now notice how the rain comes When does the rain come? Why does the rain come? We're talking about spiritual rain. Holy Ghost rain. Rain from heaven. Upon your life. You need heaven to rain down. You can't grow anything without the rain. You can't produce fruit without the rain. Some of you are dry. I can tell. I can look at you and I can tell. Man, you're dry as a piece of dry mud. You know how the ground gets all cracked and crackled looking when it's so dry. Thirsty, thirsty earth. Some of y'all are dry. What's going to cause the rain to fall? It's time to seek the Lord. That's what it says. It's time to seek the Lord till, till He comes and rains righteousness on you. So how do we get the rain to fall? At the root of the rain. 
is seeking God. And to seek God, you have to break up the hardness of your heart. Notice, that's what causes the rain to fall. But the hard heart doesn't seek God. The hard heart is self-reliant. The hard heart can't even hear from God. The, there's, there's no direction coming from the Spirit of God. If, if our hearts are hard. So unless my heart is broken up, there will be no rain. How do I know if my heart is tender? I'll seek God. If you're seeking God, that shows the tenderness of your heart. If you're not seeking God, it's because your heart has become hard. You've got to break up that hard ground. You've got to know you depend on Him. You can't be a self-made man. God made you. And God designed you to do something wonderful for His glory. You'll never know until you seek Him. The rain falls in proportion to your seeking God. As the people of God seek Him, righteousness rains down. That's true privately. It's true corporately as well. Okay, that's the harvest we need. But if the wrong seeds are being sown, it's always going to produce the wrong kind of harvest. And so we talked about, you know, last week, the root of bitterness. Now you don't want that. And, and roots of bitterness can entangle someone as much as peace could. You can only have one or the other. Okay, look what it says in the next verse here. Verse 13 says, You've plowed wickedness, you've reaped iniquity. You've eaten the fruit of lies because you trusted in your own way in the multitude of your mighty men. Can you see the self-reliance? They trusted in their own way. There's this idea that floats around like I don't need God. Like I don't need to seek God. 
I can figure it out on my own. I can do it. No, you can only do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And if Christ isn't strengthening you, then whatever you're doing is futile. Vanity. Trying to catch the wind. They trusted in their own way. Listen. You must do life God's way. If you want to enjoy the right fruit in this life, that's the only way. True peace only comes God's way. Now we're going to go to Amos. When's the last time you read Amos? Some of you didn't even know Amos was in the Bible. Amos chapter 6, verse 12. Do horses run on the rocky crags? Does one plow there with oxen? One translation says, does one plow the ocean with oxen? No. <laughs> Horses don't run on the rocks and you don't plow the ocean. Common sense, right? Seems obvious. Okay, but common sense isn't all that common. People do all kinds of funny things. Then they wonder why it's not working. We, we keep doing the same thing. Hoping, hoping something will be different next time. It goes on. It says, you've turned justice into poison and the fruit of righteousness into bitterness. There's that bitterness again. And we talked about it last week. Now, the fruit of righteousness is supposed to be peace. But here, the fruit of righteousness is becoming bitter. Something's wrong. You can either have peace or you can be bitter. Those are the options. But you can't have both. You can't be bitter and have peace. If you want peace to grow, you've got to get rid of all bitterness. All of it has to go. Where does bitterness come from? You pull out of your past the pain. You bring that pain into your present. You keep remembering the past. You keep nursing those hurts. 
I can't believe what they did. I can't believe what they said. Sounds bitter to me. If you have bitterness, you'll never have peace. The fruit's either bitter or it's peaceful. But you can't have both. It says they turned justice into poison. That's injustice. And that's not God's original design. It's not normal in the kingdom of heaven for there to be any injustice. God knows only perfect righteousness. No injustice. In the world there's plenty of corruption. But not in the kingdom of God. And it's not according to the plan of God. Now there's this story in 1 Kings chapter 21. And I'll just mention it quickly. It's the perfect picture of injustice. During the time of Elijah, there was this king in Israel. His name was Ahab. King Ahab was married to a woman named Jezebel. And she was a wicked woman. Be careful who you marry. That woman messed him up. And he was already messed up. Together they did much evil in God's sight. And one day Ahab, has, he's, has, he's all feeling sad, feeling sorry for himself. You know, he's walking around the palace. And his wife's like, what's wrong with you? Why, why are you so sad? He starts talking about this guy named Naboth. And, you know, Naboth, he had this, this plot of land. And I wanted to buy it from him. But he won't buy it. He won't sell it to me. I told him I would trade. I just wanted that vineyard. I love that vineyard that he owns. But he won't give it to me. His wife's like, you're the king. If you want that land, we'll get you that land. So they stage this whole event. They call in Naboth. Not both. They bring him in, bunch of people. They're honoring Naboth. And then they start falsely accusing him. Saying he did this and did that. Next thing you know, they take him out and they stone him to death. 
They kill him right outside. And Jezebel's like, oh, look, problem solved. Naboth's dead, take his land. And that's what they did. Can you say injustice? It's wrong. They stole, they murdered. Just to get what they want. At the root of injustice, you have selfishness. You have covetousness. Okay. Those are, that's what grows into injustice and it grows into bitterness. You can't allow selfishness. You can't allow covetousness in your heart. Okay, this is not how it's supposed to be. It's a tragic story. It's there in 1 Kings 21. They, they totally disregarded Naboth, his family. Who cares? They just wanted what they wanted. Okay, we're God's people. We don't live that way. We seek God. We seek righteousness. We live in peace. And it's always shown in our actions. It's always seen in the words that we speak. We have to remember whatever we're reaping right now it's the fruit of what we've been growing. Because of the seeds that we've been sowing. It did not go well for Ahab or his wife. The prophet Elijah came and told them. They both died. Dogs came and licked up their blood, ate their bodies, all kinds of stuff. If you want to change the fruit, you know, we have to deal with the root. That's bad fruit. When you die and dog have to come lick up your... That's not good. But that's the kind of... They sowed the seed, they reaped the harvest. That's the way it works. One more scripture. Back to Hosea. Now that you're familiar with him, we'll close with this verse. It's uh, verse 4. Hosea chapter 10. Verse 4. It says they spout empty words and make covenants they don't intend to keep. So injustice springs up among them like poisonous weeds in a farmer's field. Now who wants a bunch of poisonous weeds in their garden? 
No one. How'd they get there? Poisonous weeds growing. It's because of the seeds and the roots. That's what grows when the wrong seeds are sown. So you got to change what you say. Right? They said, let not your words be empty. Or it says they, they speak empty words. Okay, so don't let your words be empty. They don't keep their covenant. They don't keep their promise. That means you have to do what you say. You have to keep your word. So what's springing up here? We see injustice. You can either have injustice springing up in your life. Or you can have righteousness raining down. It's up to you. It all starts at the roots. We want the rain. Amen. We want righteousness to rain down. That's our prayer. Let's stand together. Let's ask God for the rain. If there's anything that's been blocking the rain in your life, let's pray. Let's believe God. If there's any hardness in your heart, you just be honest with God. He already knows. If you haven't been seeking God, that's what has to change today. You have to start seeking God. Seek Him like you've never sought Him before. Seek the Lord. Seek His heart. Seek His will. Seek Him in His word. If you'll seek God, you'll get your answer. You'll get the right harvest in your life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. As we close now, we want to invite you for prayer if you need prayer today. We'll pray for anyone here that needs prayer. You can come up front and we'll pray with you. And whether you stay in your seat or whether you come forward is up to you. And sometimes you need to take a step. If you don't know Jesus, if you're far from God, then we invite you to come. And we pre appreciate these who have come. We'll pray, we'll pray for them. And anybody on the prayer team can help. If anybody else needs prayer, you can come. We thank God. He's with us. He's for us. Yeah, pray, pray with these brothers. We thank you, dear Jesus. 
We worship you, Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Jesus. All over this room, Lord. Every heart. Every heart, every life. You see all, you know all. Father, we've come here to seek you. And that's what we do now. We're seeking you. Precious Jesus. Seeking your heart. To know your will. Father, for all who are present. Thank you that you reveal. Reveal yourself. Make yourself known. Father, we thank you for the reign of righteousness. The reign of your spirit. To fall in our lives. To fall on our families. Here in our city. We pray and ask for the rain to fall. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just ask the Lord for the rain in your own life. Ask Him now. Don't stand idle. You have not because you ask not. Ask the Lord to reveal Himself. Receive whatever you need. We speak healing. We speak peace. 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 To every heart and mind. In the name of Jesus. If you're here and you need peace. Lift your hands to heaven. You know that you need peace. Lift your hands to heaven. And receive. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We access by faith. This grace wherein we stand. We access whatever we have need of. We receive it by faith. Perfect peace. Perfect peace. Perfect peace. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus.